So when I see my patients, um, they've just come in from being totally, usually independent, you know, working, driving, uh, parenting, being a spouse, a friend, whatever, living their life. And now they're in the hospital and they've lost a significant amount of function. And it's stuff that, you know, is half the body. It's an arm that can't move. It's a leg that won't work. Um, It's, you know, speech that doesn't sound clear, uh, words that don't come out. And so it's obviously understandable and part of the rehab process, which is to identify what's lost. My job is to really be able to point out what they still have. So I'm able to sort of stop them when things are getting really rough and say, let's take a deep breath. And it's usually something they can do. Or let's listen to some music because hearing is typically well-preserved. And so it's sort of saying, what is a, what is a preserved function that you still have? And how can we use that right now to get you through this tough time? Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. With me today, I have Lauren Swabish, keeping a daily digital gratitude journal for the past five years has greatly benefited her mental health. As a speech pathologist working with people with neurological injuries, she frequently recommends such a journal as part of their recovery. Also, as a mother, and wife, she frequently reflects on past entries as to promote the nightly habit of reflection and gratitude with her family. She is here with us to to share how gratitude has impacted her life and the life of her patients. And uh, it's from a from a very interesting point of view, and I, I think that it will be very, very interesting for all of us. Lauren, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> I'm really glad to to have you here. And uh, let us know a little bit about your work. What do you actually do? What uh, because we we've talked a little bit about this in the beginning, and um, I I I have read a little bit about what it means. But when you explained it, it made so so much more sense. Sure. So I am a speech language pathologist. Uh, That's a job that not a lot of people know what it is. Or if they've heard of a speech therapist, they often think about it with little kids who can't say, you know, certain sounds. Um, And that is one kind of speech pathologist. I am a medical speech pathologist and I work in a hospital setting. So my job is to help uh, people rehabilitate from neurological injuries. And that can mean um, a brain injury from a fall or a car crash. 
um, a stroke, which is a big part of the population that I treat, uh, or people who've had a brain tumor um, that's either there or been removed surgically. In addition to progressive neurological diseases like Parkinson's disease and other things like that. So they come into the hospital and I evaluate them and I'm essentially looking at how well they communicate. So are they understood? Is their speech clear? Are they using the words that they need to express their thoughts and their feelings? Um, A big part of what I do is helping people with their thinking skills because all of those conditions can affect your memory and your problem solving and your awareness of what's going on. Um, And then a good chunk of it is helping people to start eating again, because a lot of these can impact your swallowing. So I help people with that. So really restoring those extremely basic functions that um, people need to be independent and successful in life. Yeah. What I love about what you're doing is that um, instead, instead of you being feeling down about uh, having to do this, because I, I'm sure that sometimes it can get really rough and it can get really hard to, to work uh, in this environment, you actually choose to be grateful. And uh, let us know a little bit about your experience with, uh, with your patients. Sure. It's a great point. And I think a lot of people in healthcare will uh, relate the same thing. You know, we we go home and we tell our friends and our our families about the day that we had and the situations that our patients are in. And they say, oh my God, that's so depressing. How are you not like crying all the time? And the fact of the matter is we, um, it's sad. Of course, we're we're devastated for these individuals, but you have to have a positive mindset um, in order to help them get through it. Um, and being able to recognize not just what's wrong, but what's still there, uh, what abilities are still working for them, and being able to highlight those and, and take advantage of those is super important in the rehab world. So it really helps to have that perspective. Wow. And I love the fact that you keep uh, a gratitude journal, and you have done so for five years. I think this is this is amazing consistently consistency, and uh, I think it's something that Uh, we should all strive for because um, it's actually a great metaphor for our life in general. The fact that you deal with all kinds of situations every day, the fact that you keep a positive uh, habit like this going, it actually helps you influence them in a positive way as well. And that's, that's very important because for some, you might be their only chance and Uh, for some, you can actually make a huge impact. And I'm sure that you've impacted many people. Uh, Can you tell us a few examples uh, of this type? Sure. Um, I really, the gratitude journal for me has been, you know, transformative in all aspects of my life. Um, And what technology is really to thank for it, because I, you know, I get an email at the end of my day, eight o'clock, and it says, you know, how was your day? And what did you do today? Um, And here's what you wrote yesterday. And here's what you wrote a year ago. And I love seeing sort of the trends of, you know, especially as I'm looking back at years past, you know, things that I tend to do seasonally, um, things that I, uh, people that I get together with. Um, And so for my patients, when I tell them about this, I, I highlight my experience, which is to say, it's very nice to sit down at the end of the day and think about what did I accomplish today, which is so crucial for people who are making these you know, gains back in these basic functions. You want them to focus on what they have and what's getting better. Um, It's also important for them to be able to write. Uh, Language is, you know, not just spoken, but obviously written. And so for them to be able to um, 
work on those language skills in a different way is extremely important. And also for memories, you know, how gratifying to be able to look back and say, oh my gosh, a week ago or a month ago, you know, I couldn't do this, or this is what I was focused on. And now, you know, here I am and things are so much better, or, you know, this is still an issue for me. What can I do to get through it? So it's the act of kind of be able to record your progress in, in certain ways um, that's really meaningful. And especially for people with memory impairments, it's just a nice way to kind of um, hang on to a day that might have had something great about it, but they not, you know, they can't necessarily store it internally. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that you mentioned something uh, about uh, your discussions with, with your friends when uh, when they are thinking about what you're doing and the fact that you are impacting lives in, in, a, in such a profound way. Like um, the fact that you are grateful and that you're inspiring gratitude in, in uh, other people's lives is is so inspiring in general. And I think that um, it's wonderful to see that some people that are maybe hopeless uh, get to have firstly a bit of hope and actually get to change their lives ultimately, right? You you told me a little bit about uh, someone that was able to recover and was able to um, get on with his life and uh, get married and everything. Uh, do you want to want to tell a, a bit uh, the story? Sure. <clears throat> so I think um, I have a few. You know, Facebook is amazing, so you can you know kind of track people even if you're not seeing them on a daily basis. And so I have a few patients. My hospital also has a graduate picnic every September, so we have people who come back five, ten years after wow. their um and they're completely different people you know they're people who we we see them and they you know maybe they're confused and agitated or they can't walk and they're in a wheelchair they can't communicate um and then you know down the road you know their their independence is back even if they're different um and i think that's one of the most important things that we talk about trying to use the gratitude journal, it's acknowledging that you have a new and we have to, you know, shape it. And part of that can be, you know, being thankful for what's still working and what's getting you through this tough time, which I think is important too, is that when we're down at a low point, being able to say, you know what, I'm so glad my friend brought me some soup. Um, You know, it sounds so simple, but it's an opportunity for someone to um, you know, be thankful for a little thing. And that's what I would say is, you know, when I talk about the gratitude journal, that's been the most influential is not only for my patients, but I was just talking about this with friends at was out last night having some, some drinks with some, some mom friends of mine. And I was talking about the journal and just, you know, even people who are working, doing great, kids are great, job is great. We get hung up on these things that are bringing us down. And that's been hugely uh, you know, another positive effect of the journal is sort of saying, even if I had some stresses, I'm so grateful that, you know, I had a great walk with a friend or, you know, I had a great experience with a patient today. They said, they said his sound for the first time, they couldn't do that. And I made that happen. So it's, you know, it's these, I think anyone can benefit, you know, my patients, especially um, because they're going through such a tough time, but even my friends who, you know, are getting hung up on little stupid things. Um, we're always wanting more. I think part of it is that gratitude kind of lets you say, like, I'm grateful for what's here right now and what I have. Um, whatever else comes forward is a plus, a bonus. But right now I'm okay. Everything I have is, is enough for me. 
Exactly, exactly. I love this idea and I think it's so important because I've been uh, in the situation of wanting more and uh, uh, always looking forward to something in the future that will make me happy or that will happen. And when that will happen, everything will be amazing. And it, it just doesn't happen that way. It might, you might get to that level and you might feel amazing for a while, but feeling amazing on the way is so much better. Absolutely. And, and I love the fact that um, you said, you said about your friends that they may, might be complaining for small things and, and things like this. Um, I think your experience uh, with your patients really uh, puts things into perspective. Like when you have a problem and you you compare it with their problem, you, you, you <laughs> exactly you realize how how small or insignificant or how how much it's not actually worth it to to spend time and energy uh, on that problem problem when you can be grateful that like like you said before we we got um, uh recording that we are able to breathe to uh, walk to talk to yeah let us know a little bit about how how you feel it's is the their experience your patient's experience you you said something about the fact that we are able now to to talk to um to think to to walk and for them at one point that stopped stopped working mm-hmm. so when i see my patients um they've just come in from being totally usually independent you know working driving Uh, parenting, being a spouse, a friend, whatever, living their life. And now they're in the hospital and they've lost a significant amount of function. And it's stuff that, you know, is half the body. It's an arm that can't move. It's a leg that won't work. Um, It's, you know, speech that doesn't sound clear, uh, words that don't come out. Um, And so it's obviously understandable and part of the rehab process, which is to identify what's lost. And um, that's, we want that because we need them to be able to then kind of move forward. My job is to really be able to point out what they still have. And sometimes even things like breathing can be a good stress reliever. Um, it can be a good way to manage anxiety because, how, you know, what a scary situation to be without some of your basic functions. So I'm able to sort of stop them when things are getting really rough and say, let's take a deep breath. And it's usually something they can do. Um, or let's listen to some music because hearing is typically well preserved. And so it's sort of saying, what is a, what is a preserved function that you still have? And how can we use that right now to get you through this tough time? And, um, you know, sometimes it's those little things. So it's not even the journaling. Let's say it's someone who can't even, you know, we're not at that point yet, but it's just sort of being able to stop in the moment and use that mindfulness technique to sort of say, here's what I have. Here's what I can, I have control over. Um, and I'm going to just take a moment to do that activity and then get myself back on with whatever the activity is we're trying to do. So it is very much kind of checking in with yourself and with your body. And I, I even do that, you know, when I'm in the car, you know, I live outside of Washington, DC, we have horrible traffic here and I commute, you know, like an hour each way to work and I'm sitting in this traffic and I'm so frustrated 
And the one thing I do is I just return back to taking a deep breath. It's like, this is what I have control over in this moment. Let me be grateful that my car is working. I have gas in my tank. You know, I'm, um, I'm almost halfway there. So it's, it's, it's a really nice way to reframe a difficult perspective. And I find that is useful for patients, for, you know, myself. I even do it for my kids, you know, kids really, kids want stuff all the time. You know, they see something else, they, you know, they don't know, they don't know a lot about gratitude. So I'm always very mindful of sort of saying, you know, we have enough, you know, this would be maybe nice to have, but maybe we don't need it. Maybe we don't need it. And like, you know, if they're frustrated about something to say, you know what, let's go for a walk. Let's be outside. Let's be grateful that our, you know, our house is warm and, and our legs are working. And that's very important for me to make sure that my children have a good sense of this, you know, more important than my patients. Cause I hope that my patients can get it from other sources, but as a mom raising children, the gratitude lessons I have learned, I am deeply <laughs> passionate about pushing forward um, towards them. Exactly. Exactly. I believe that it's, it's such an important life skill to have. And like you said, it's something that we can control. Okay, we can't control the traffic. We can't control other exterior things, but we can control our where our focus is. We can control how much gratitude we, we choose to see and to feel. And um, that actually controls our happiness. So this is the beautiful part that even even though you, you, you don't have everything in this world, you can still be happy and you can still be grateful. And I think mm. this is very important. And especially if you, uh, the listener, you are right now in, in maybe a difficult situation, um, you could think about all of these things that are working in your life, like um, the fact that you can speak, that you can hear us right now, uh, that you can walk, that you can do things that uh, people that have been working or uh, that are in uh, Lauren's care might not be able to do yet at least and I think this is this is quite important because they they didn't believe that at one point they will be without that and most probably they didn't take too much time to appreciate the fact that they are able to do all all of these things but most probably Unfortunately, now every little little thing um, is a big thing for for them, uh, and the the things that we do very easily for them is is something very big. So I think this helps us put things into perspective and see the whole picture, not just uh, the problems that we have that we're de- dealing with right now, right? Absolutely. You know, it's it's easy to be grateful for these very basic bodily functions that we have, walking and eating and thinking, um, when you see it, you know, taken away from people. But I would encourage people who are listening to the podcast to be able to say, um, you know, in addition, it's okay to acknowledge what is wrong or what you're not happy with. Um, and that's what I was saying. The journal has been so helpful for me um, because I can you know, in addition to being grateful for the little things, it's also very helpful to sort of write down or, or somehow verbalize, um, you know, what is frustrating for you. Because I think, again, it helps to, you know, solidify your thoughts on it. Um, 
and can maybe even help you develop a plan or at least acknowledge that something is bothering you if you sort of feel it in your heart or your head, you know, to write it down really gives it um, a little bit more um, substance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of the combined act of acknowledging what's bothering you and then taking the time to be grateful for one or two things. Um, it's sort of that one-two combo um, at the end of my day that really helps me to process what I'm worried about um, and then move the things I'm grateful for to the forefront. And it's, it's, it feels so good. It really helps me to just process what's, what's wrong. And I sleep really well because I've sort of acknowledged that and, and put it out there. Um, and so I think it's, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. And I don't want people to think, oh, you know, I don't have any problems because I can walk around and breathe. Um, it, it's, it's okay to acknowledge the problems, but it's also important to recognize what you do have. It's, it's a balance. It's very important, actually, to leave our emotions to um, express them one way or another, because if we do, we will actually be able to have a wider range of emotions when it comes to the positive ones as well. If we mm-hmm. repress them, uh, it's not so good for us. And when it comes to actually experiencing gratitude and happiness and joy, uh, that will might might that actually might be uh, repressed as well. So mm-hmm. uh, I totally agree with Lauren, and I think that it's it's a very important part. What I was what I was saying before was the fact that it's important to have the perspective and to to not just focus on um on those negatives but to see the whole picture that uh that this can can add uh to our life but i'm really curious lauren if you want to share with us what's your secret like what how did you manage to uh, to take on this habit and uh do it for five years i think it's amazing it is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a friend told me about um, a journal um, that at the time was called O Life. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, uh, but she had been doing it, and she she kind of liked it. She was going through a tough time at the uh, you know at that time, and she said, you know, you should try it out. And so I started doing it, and I think the fact that technologically, you know, you can create a profile. Um, and it, it sort of automatically reminds you to write in it. Um, you know, I check my email as most of us do, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it was always in my inbox. I set it at a time to come in, you know, once my day was kind of winding down. Uh, and initially, you know, I would write in it sometimes and other times I wouldn't. Um, now I use one called maildiary.net. And mm-hmm. with Mail Diary, um, it will tell you what you wrote last and it'll tell you what you wrote a year ago. And it was only through sort of um, seeing those last posts that I realized how much I loved that reflection and that ability to remember little things, you know, funny things my kids said, or, you know, a really great lunch I had um, maybe, you know, I like to cook. So something that I made that really came out well, I, you know, I'll, I'll journal about that. And then being able to read about it is very reinforcing. And when I get an entry and it says, here's what you wrote a year ago and there's nothing there, I'm like, why didn't I write? You know, what was happening? Where was I? How come I didn't do that? And so um, I don't like it, you know, because I've enjoyed seeing over the years kind of 
the things that I um, tend to write about, the things I tend to be grateful for, I really, it's very fulfilling to read about it. So that really reminds me every night. And I actually look forward to it. Mine comes in at eight o'clock at night. I actually will, you know, go on, even if I'm not really using my email, I'll go on and I'll do it before, um, you know, I go to bed at night because it's so wonderful to be able to look back. Um, and also, like I was saying earlier, to be able to process what happened in your day, you know, something that you think about, you know, at the end of the day, what did I do that was really good? Um, you know, how did I help someone today? Or how did someone help me? What am I grateful for in a friend or something that I'm, I'm proud of in my children? Um, you know, to acknowledge those things, to write about them, it really gives them a lot more, like I was saying, substance. It really it really makes more permanent something that otherwise might just, you know, flit away and be gone. And we not, you know, we don't really remember it at all. Um, so the journal has been something and it's really an accumulation of time. But I think the fact that the tech is there to just automatically, you know, it's not a book I have to go to and remember to do. It's, it's part of a thing that I'm already doing all day long. Um, and, you know, some people have said, you know, where is it going? You know, how do you know that it's secure? Um, and I say, well, I don't know how anything is secure really, but what I'm putting <laughs> out there is something I would want anyone to know. You know, these are the things that are frustrating for me. These are the things that I'm feeling grateful for. These are the things that made me happy today. You know, go ahead and hack into that. No problem. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, that's information that I, I, I'm, I'm proud to put out there. I'm, I'm hoping it remains confidential, obviously, but <clears throat> it's, it's, it's information that for me has been something that in writing about it, I'm also emoting it, you know, in conversations. Um, so it's nothing that is, um, you know, super secret, but it's definitely something I'm more conscientious of and, and good at expressing gratitude is something that has taken practice. And that yeah, has definitely, been yeah, definitely. And uh, what I think is great, and it has been my experience as well, uh, doing this, is that it changes your perspective on your life. Because when you think about how, how, how your life is, it's a perspective, it's, it's how you see it. And sometimes you, you, you think you have the best life uh, when you're feeling great. Sometimes you feel that you have the worst life, maybe when you're feeling really down and depressed. Um, but what this does is it actually helps you change your perspective each and every day. And I, that's what I, I have been experiencing and what I love about doing this, especially before going to bed, that I see my day and my life in, in a positive light. And it gives me a great feeling about my life and how I'm living and about the, the beautiful things that are happening in my life, even though they are small, right? Like I'm sure that you, uh, you don't have big things each day to, to write in your uh, gratitude journal. Oh, yeah. In fact, they're almost exclusive, <laughs> exclusively small things. I mean, I can think of, you know, um, things that I've done professionally that have been, you know, <clears throat> a big deal, you know, a promotion or um, speaking in front of a large audience. Those are those are things that are sort of exciting. But it's really it's it's the little tiny things. And a lot of it for me is um, interactions that I've had with um, my family and my friends, um, you know, it's good food that I eat or it's, you know, a place that I went like a park that was really beautiful. It's sort of an appreciation for what's around you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's been hugely important because it's, it is, it's part of that mindfulness, right? So instead of being focused on, you know, what I don't have or what I need to do, 
it's sort of taking time to appreciate what's just right in front of you. Um, you know, something that's going to make you feel good, something that's going to, um, you know, just sort of help you refocus. Um, and that's been a huge piece of it for me. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I don't know if you know, there is this book, Hardwiring Happiness. It actually uh, is based on science and um, it it goes around uh, the idea of that of the fact that we can actually rewire our brain by focusing on the positive uh, experiences that we have and really taking them in. Because in my experience as well, so things happen in the day, uh, but I have to move to, to the other thing that uh, requires my attention. And even though I might be happy in the background, I have to focus on what I'm doing and uh, another thing come thing come up comes up and all kinds of uh, different things uh, happen and i might forget that uh, that amazing thing happened even if it's not a big thing even if it's a, it's a small thing and uh, doing this each day is so helpful to see uh, to remember the beautiful things that have happened and another thing that i think is uh, amazing about what you just said is uh, the fact that most of them are little things. And I believe that our life is made much more of little things than of huge things. Like, for instance, you let's say you want to become a, a millionaire. You only become a millionaire once. And mm-hmm. uh, the things that lead to that, let's say, happen for, I don't know, maybe five years until you get to, to reach that level. And appreciating these little things they are much more often and bring us much more joy than achieving a big thing one particular time in the future certainly and actually i'm so glad you mentioned the hardwiring for happiness because that actually ties back into what i do as a speech pathologist in working with patients with neurological injuries is there's this whole concept of neuroplasticity which is that your brain can rewire itself exactly like you're saying And what it takes is um, something called mass practice. So, you know, you do something once, um, the brain does not develop a pathway for that. But if you do it over and over and over again, then you start to get these permanent connections and synapses in the neurons. And so um, it has, you know, been my experience having had obviously no neurological injury, but having instilled in, in my daily life a practice of doing something consistently that I have really noticed a positive change. And it's been in my outlook. And I'm a happy person anyway, but I think we all get bogged down by stuff, um, especially nowadays. You know, the, the, the world is so volatile. It is so easy to feel, um, you know, just the heaviness of it all. But I think because I had been doing such um, a diligent practice of doing the journaling and, um, and talking about the journal to friends and family, that I have made for myself a new pathway that, you know, allows me to switch over to or, you know, to my gratitude mode um, when things are getting heavy. And I think, again, it, it took um, practice to wire my brain that way. And that's where I tell my patients, you know, this is something that offers you a daily opportunity to work on something that you want to get better at. And um, that is what all the neurological science is telling us is that our brain has capacity to change even in the setting of an injury. Um, 
that as long as we're doing something consistently, uh, things can happen. I love it. I love it. And I think this can be very useful for, for our listeners. If you may not be the happiest person or uh, you might actually have uh, brain patterns that uh, you've learned or you've uh, practiced for quite a lot of time that lead you to uh, different kinds of uh, negative feelings. Also, you, you shouldn't worry about that because we, uh, from what I know, we are wired to focus on uh, on the threats, on the things that uh, might hurt us one way or another. And um, But the beautiful thing is that we can rewire our brain, like Lauren said, and she <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she, she didn't just read the book like I did. She actually... <laughs> Uh, knows how these things work, and I think this is this is amazing. And it's the way we practice um, these kinds of things that actually have a big impact. And I think it's it, they have a big impact on on the long term. And that's why I really believe in in gratitude as being uh, a lifelong skill. That once you learn it and you cultivate the habit, it actually gets you to to the point of actually changing your life and having a, an amazing life even though things still might happen bad things or uh challenges you still you still have them but the fact that you have this this power uh to to get back to gratitude i think is it's one of the the biggest blessings that you can give yourself I would also say that, um, you know, when you take this attitude of, you know, it's a quote that you see around, um, gratitude is taking what you have and making it enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that um, a a gratitude mindset allows you to be really resourceful. So Mm -hmm. instead of looking and saying what you don't have, you know, what don't I, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. Gratitude says, all right, what's around me? What do I have? What can I tap into? And I have found both professionally um, and personally, when I'm able to really acknowledge and um, utilize what I already have, I can be very effective. Um, and so it's sort of acknowledging the resources that I have near me are going to be enough to get me through this. You know, maybe you have to go and get something else. You have to seek someone's help or you need to buy something, whatever. Um, but I think it's that mindset of saying, you know, I have the tools, I have the ability to do this. I just have to figure out how to do it. Exactly. And I, I love I love that you mentioned this. Um, I believe that you're an amazing example for, for your patients because you uh, you are doing what you recommend them to do, like the, the gratitude journaling. And uh, you know that this... Uh, this happens, uh, the fact that you can rewire your brain, you know, because you're living it and that you're doing it. And uh, it's the same situation with me. I'm in Romania and uh, gratitude has helped me to be resourceful enough to create something, I think, of value uh, for the world, even though I'm way, way, uh, way far away (laughs) Uh, from the States or Australia or the UK where most people are listening to this podcast. And um, for instance, the internet connection is usually great here. So I was, I used the resources that I have had uh, to, to create something uh, that I really believe in, even though I'm not in in the States or somewhere that uh, 
where some some of these things uh, are much easier to to put together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love the fact that you 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 want you went into this uh, direction with uh, resourcefulness because I I really believe that gratitude helps us see the resources and not focus on the limitations that we have and actually see uh, the resources that we we do have and uh, the things that we can do in our current situation. And this is very important in so many, so many instances. Yeah. Um, you know, we, here in the States, we've had so many, um, you know, natural disasters, uh, over the fall and the summer. And, mm-hmm. you know, you hear it time and time again, you know, these people who, who lose everything, um, you know, somehow these little stories trickle out in the news, or if you, you know, you know, someone who knows someone who's there, you know, it's people who I think have that frame of mind that gratitude can promote, which is being grateful that they're alive, being thankful that they have whatever limited things are still available, and then using that to kind of move forward. Um, you know, I, I can't help but think that gratitude is a big piece of that, why people are able to rebuild and um, survive these, you know, tragic losses. Um, I think another thing about gratitude is that when you express gratitude, I think it changes the people around you as well. Um, you know, I, Definitely. I, I like to talk about my husband who, um, you know, I think mentally, as you were saying, his brain tends to focus on, you know, what's negative. Um, and that could be just a trait of his, uh, in addition to just being a normal human thing. Um, but I always like to counter with, you know, whatever's, you know, the negative, I always try to come back at the positive. Mm -hmm. And, um, I like to think that I've had a positive effect on his sort of outlook of things. And he, you know, he's very successful. He's, you know, he's a very happy person. But again, I think it's that act of those little things, you know, being able to project gratitude, you know, even if it's, you know, terribly rainy and we had, you know, a, a bad commute home, you know, let's be thankful that our house is, is warm and cozy and we're dry. Um, you know, so I think it's putting it out there hopefully can change sort of the chemistry of the people around you. Um, and that in turn can make people more effective to work together. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And I truly believe every word that you're saying. And uh, it's exactly what I feel as well when it comes to gratitude. Excellent. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here with us. Um, before we go, um, I have a couple of questions. One is, what are you grateful for right now? What are, who are the people in your life that you're grateful for that you would like to mention? Oh, wow. Um, I am always grateful for um, friends. I think friends for me are, you know, sort of the daily fabric um, of my being. And they're people who, um, you know, bring me a lot of joy. Um, my children uh, and my husband also, you know, bring me tremendous um you know, sense of happiness. Um, and they are the ones with which I am able to exercise my gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because I'm spending, you know, I do, you know, get together with friends and I, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of good quality time as a family together. Um, I have in getting better at expressing gratitude over the years, I, um, 
you know, that's, that's the place where I can do those things. And people are always a little bit surprised, not my family, because of course they're used to this by now, but <laughs> you know, friends where I say, I'm so grateful for your friendship to be able to put it out there. Um, you know, I had a best friend who passed away <clears throat> when I was in my twenties, I was just about to get married and she had battled leukemia for four years. Um, and all of a sudden she was gone and she was my, you know, she was like my best friend. Um, and so it was, you know, a low point where I was able to really, um, it was very sad for me, but over the years, she's been gone now 13 years. I am so grateful for, you know, friends because, you know, they do make us smile and laugh and they acknowledge our successes. And so, um, it was really going through that loss and processing that, um, that I was able to, um, learn to tell people no matter who they are, that I love them. Um, that I am grateful for their friendship, that I enjoy them. You know, I don't know that we say that to people. We might feel it, um, but it was only when I really lost somebody that I was able to um, realize that you don't know how much time you have. And with my patients, it's the same thing. You know, I'm so grateful for them as a model for me, whether they wanted to be or not, that you need to be thankful for things on a daily basis because you never know when things will change. Um, you know, in a heartbeat, someone is gone or something that you were able to do really well is no longer within your grasp. And so if that happens, it happens. There's nothing you can do about it. But it really is so important that you acknowledge the importance of those abilities of those people. Um, and so it's really you know, something that I, I think is really important for people to remember, you know, just acknowledge the people around you that you love that make you happy, could be coworkers, could be neighbors, you know, just to say, I really appreciate you. Um, and I'm so thankful for what you do for me in my life. Exactly. I love it. It's a great way to, to end this, um, this interview. I really appreciate you and what you shared with us today. Um, where can our uh, audience find you? Where can our audience get in contact with you? Um, so I'm on Facebook um, and I'm on Twitter. Lauren Schwabish is how you can find me. I don't have a huge uh, social media presence. I tend to, um, you know, live in the moment and not um, spend a lot of time online. Um, but I'm located in McLean, Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C. Um, and that's how you can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for what you shared with us today and for your enthusiasm, for gratitude. I I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, it's been a super enjoyable task. I'm, I'm grateful for the, uh, the opportunity. So thank you. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes.